Father, we praise you this morning. We give you glory and honor and praise. For you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do you know the reason that the enemy can't take what we have and change who we are? Because we've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And he's given us his, his spirit. We live, he lives inside of us. He saved us. He's delivered us. He's set us free. And the enemy can't do anything about that. I don't care what he tries to do to the outside or anybody around us or what's going on, but he cannot take who we are because we belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We belong to Jesus Christ. He's our Lord and our Savior, and the enemy can't do anything about that. He'll try, but he can't. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. The enemy can't do it. And no matter what happens, around you, no matter what happens towards you, <laughs> you're still who Jesus made you, no matter what. I want to read before I start this morning, and I want to sing that last chorus. I hadn't read this in a long time to, to, to you guys, but I'm going to read Psalms 91 because you know what? We have to live by that. Psalms 91 says... Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. How many of you trust God this morning? Amen. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the air that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras, and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, um, As we sing this song, I want you to get that deep on the inside of you, who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? And the enemy can't do anything about that.
Kevin and Matt and um, Robert for coming tomorrow and, oh, yesterday, excuse me. <laughs> hey, I'm looking to the future. They're going to do it again someday. But anyway, we had run some wires across here and they came and spent all their day pretty much doing that, but we got it done, praise the Lord. And um, I started to get on that thing and preach from up there, but. It moves too much, you know. Yeah, take you up real high. I'm, tall, I'm high enough right now. I didn't mean that in the bad. I'm, I'm high enough. Physically high enough. I'm spiritually high enough too, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, this week, I was, I was saying, Lord, you know, what, what do you have me do? And I was looking through some stuff and I, some things caught my eye and, and so this morning we're going to be talking about keep moving you say what what does that mean I want us to read this one little statement I guess it says, medical science tells us that one of the most important factors pertaining to good health is exercise and nobody wants to hear that right they say that a body in motion stays in motion that means that it's much easier to keep something moving that already is in motion than to start it moving from a stationary position. We all know that. If you ever had to push something like a car, once you got it to rolling, it's pretty easy. But if you ever stop, you got you to get that process of pushing it all over again. So they encourage everyone, no matter what age they are, to keep moving. It's kind of like a bicycle. You know, when you, if you rode a, ever rode a bike or if you ride a bike, you know when you first start out, you got, but once you get it going... It's easy, but especially if you're going up a hill and you stop, then you're in trouble because you've got to start all over again. So you've got to keep it in motion. I, I tell people that. I, I say, you know, they're like, well, I don't feel like I said, you've got to keep moving. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep rolling. That's, that's the key to having health, I believe. I believe that's the key to having health in, in your older years. You know, my dad's 92 and he still mows his grass and does all that stuff. We know, but he never likes to stop. So guess what? He keeps on moving. Amen? So we're going to talk about that this morning. And you know, one thing about moving and about movement, it's evidence that there's life still there, right? You know, when you come out to somebody laying there, you're like, is he moving? Right? Don't I know what you think about? Let's see, is he moving? Is he breathing? Is he or she, whatever. And, um, so it's evidence that there, if he's moving, there's evidence that there's life there. Um, you know, um, we have to realize, you know, what's true in the natural, sometimes true in the spiritual. You ever, um, you got to keep moving physically and spiritually. You ever been around somebody that says they're spiritual and you're like, is he, is he moving? 
Is he still alive? You know what? Because where there's life, there's hope. Right? Where there's life, there's hope. And where there's hope, there's potential for God to move in all kind of ways. Right? Amen? When, there, when there's hope there, and our hope is in Him, and that, that's where your hope better be, is in Jesus Christ, then there's potential there. There's potential to see things happen, to see miracles happen, and signs and wonders, and all kinds of things, to see things happening in your life. So I want to read, I'm going to be in Ezekiel 47, and I'm going to read the first nine verse, verses. And then we're going to talk about what Ezekiel did and what he was doing. It says, in my vision, Ezekiel had a vision. He says, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right side of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for um, 1,750 feet and then led me across. The water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. Another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. He asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised that the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, the river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. So he's, you know, Ezekiel has seen this vision and he's like, what, you know, what does all this mean? And, and, you know, one of the main things, this whole thing I said again is keep moving. Keep moving. You know, another I want to talk about is proximity. You know, and you could say proximity, you could say position, but proximity, one of the meanings of it is closeness. So when we, you know, when you're in the proximity of something, the effect of it is, can affect you, right? If you're far away, there's, it's not going to help you. It's not going to affect you. But if you're in the proximity and you stay in there close to, the, to this river, to this flow of the Spirit, it can change you. And we stay close to God's presence. It can change you. It can bring you through where you need to be. That's where his power and his glory is experienced, is in his presence, right? And Ezekiel didn't just walk beside the river. What did he do? He got into the river. And see, a lot of people just want to walk beside it. God's doing this stuff over here, and I'll just walk along with it. No, you got to get in the water, buddy. If you want to see something happen, if you want to see your life change, guess what? You got to get in the river. You know, I always tell people, 
they talk about swimming in the pool, swimming in the pool. When I was coming up, there weren't no pools. <laughs> we swam in the pond. You mean you swam in that nasty thing? We swam in the lake and the river and the ocean. We swam in all of those things. We swam in there with everything else. When I was in Africa, I wish I hadn't, but I took a bath in the river. Well, we, we ha what happened, we had a bucket of water. That's how we, every morning, we just poured it over our heads, and that was it. No soap. Well, we did have soap because we brought some. So I had this bright idea one day, and another guy said, let's just, we're right here at the mouth of a river. It dumped into the Atlantic Ocean. And I was like, why don't we just get in that river? Bathe in it. It's flowing. It'll be better. We got out and had to dump the other water on us because we were itching because of all the stuff that was in there we didn't know about. So if we are... If we want to have the effects of God and his spirit and his anointing and his power and his word, we got to get in the river. And we got to go through the stages. So as he talked about, he took him to the door, the east gate. Well, Jesus is the door, right? Jesus is the door to the Father. Jesus is the doorway to all this. That's how we get the spirit of God through Jesus. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father, what? But by me. So he is the door to God. He is the door to all these things. And it came out of the temple, right? It says it flowed out of the temple. And so everything in that, that river, it started at the door of the temple. So when we come to Jesus, that's where it starts. That's where our life as a Christian starts, and that's where we see God moving. Luke 9, 23 says, Then he said to the crowd, If any one of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. So we have to um, follow him. Galatians 2, 20, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ." Who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave me himself for me. We have to trust Jesus. He is that door. He is the entrance to God's kingdom. He is the entrance to God's grace. He's the entrance to God's mercy. He's the entrance to God's power. He's the entrance to God's anointing. He's the entrance to that life. And it said that it was coming out the door, but where, what was, where was it coming from? It said it's coming, the river flows out from the altar. It said it's flowing out from the altar of God, and it's set on the right place. But what does that mean? What is the altar? The altar is always a place of surrender, right? It was the altar of God and sacrifice. The altar is where herself is really crucified. Jesus was crucified and his blood was put on the altar of God. What did that do for us? It saved us from our sins. It, it opened the opportunity for us to be able to go to the altar. So, you know, the altar, it's, it's where our will, it's where our, our own plans, 
our own desires have to die so that Jesus can manifest through us. He can manifest what, you know, we've been called to do. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had, um, we dedicated some chip babies. And what did we say about that? We all have a destiny. God formed us in the womb. He knew us. He put into us what we need to do and need to have. And it's only through Jesus Christ. It's only through him can we really accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. That we can manifest this. So we have to remember that the altar is the place that it starts. The altar is the place that everything started. So it's, a, it's an altar of surrender and sacrifice. Then notice this. The, far, the farther Ezekiel went into the river, the deeper the river got. Now you say, well, that's good. Yes, it is. See, in other words, the more Ezekiel died to Ezekiel, the more the river of God could flow through him. Because see, if you don't surrender that thing to God, if you don't surrender who you are, then you block his working in you. You know, some of us like to go so far, and that's, that's it. So the deeper his flesh went down into the water, the stronger the flow became. And, and that's the same way. <clears throat> and that's why the, today I believe the Holy Spirit's saying, there's more. There's more for you. There's more to what's going on. You got to get in the river and be willing to stay in there. Right? I've been in... Uh, like rafting and tubing in a river, and when it gets to really rolling and gets deep, sometimes you want to just find, let's get out of here. So the deeper his flesh went in, the stronger the flow of the river. Everything, our Christian life is progressive, and I don't mean in the way that it conforms to the world because there's a lot out there about that. I'm talking about we progress from one place to the other to the other. And we need to be progressive. Um, there's progressive death. We keep dying to ourselves, And there's progressive life. We keep progressing in the life of Christ. So we're changing from the old man to the new man. You know, I don't care how old you are, how mature you think you are, how long you've been a Christian, how long you've been in the Word. It doesn't matter because there's more. You could say, you ain't seen nothing yet, honey. And the, and the, and the more we go, the more we see. And the, more, the deeper we go in, in, in God, the deeper we go in the Spirit, the more we see. And guess what? There is no place that you need to just be completely content and complacent. We're content in him that we have him, but we need to keep moving. We need to keep going. We don't ever need to stop. So you know what? I'm just going to sit down right here. Because, you know, it's comfortable here. You know, we can get in that place where it's comfortable but we need to, we, we got to get out of that place at some point because we'll get to the point where we don't see anything new. 
we're just good right there. You know, always, I'm sure we all have our nice little recliner at home that we like. And, and I know I'm guilty of this. Once I get there, when I get home, sometimes I don't want to get out. Peggy would be like, let's go sit on the front porch. I'm like, really? We have a golf cart. You know, we live out in the country. Let's go on a golf cart ride. I'm like, okay. She said, it's, it's fun. It's refreshing. She, I think she thinks because she's a little bit younger than me, she's got to keep me rolling and going. So it's progressive. This life we live in Christ is progressive. We go from one place to the next to the next. And you know what? It's your choice. You have to choose to get up and get moving. God's not, you know, he gave us our own will, so he's not going to just grab you by the cuff of the neck and say, get up and go do that. He's not. He puts it in front of you. He shows you. He gives you the choice, and it's your choice. You got to choose to let go of the comfortable, the most convenient. And what's familiar, we seem to like to hang out in what's familiar. And I'm going to tell you, in my, in my life's journey, in my life's journey of Christ, anytime I get to a place where it gets really familiar, it's kind of like God says, okay, let's get over here and I'm going to put you in another little place that you don't care that much about. But guess what? <laughs> you got to move on. You got to keep going. You got to keep flowing. You know what? You got to be bold about it. You got to choose to boldly and aggressively press and stretch yourself to go deeper. So you got to do that. Sometimes just speak to the enemy and say, look, you're not stopping me from moving. I don't care how hard it is. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to go. You know, I don't care if I have to climb that ladder. I don't care if I have to do this. I'm going to go forward in it. I'm going to learn more in him. I'm going to be able to do it. And you know what? you got to choose to get into the word and pull out those hidden treasures that's in the word. You know, God's word is full of that. And there's some of that never even been pulled out because you know how it is. You can go to a scripture and read and you get more and you go back and you go back and people, there's all kinds of sermons that come out of the same scripture because God's word is deep. God's word is full. God's word is full of the Spirit. I mean, the choice is yours. You have to choose. You have to choose to sanctify yourself from the world, to pull yourself back from the world. And say, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to do that. You know, I got, I was telling somebody, I got, I got, was having some questions asked about me because I was applying for something. And it's like, well, one of the questions, I'll just say one of the questions, well, do you drink alcohol? No. Well, why not? What kind of question is that? Because <laughs> I decided a long time ago that it wasn't good for me and I didn't need to do it. And, I, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't feel like I need to be drunk because if I drink that's what's going to happen most of the time that's what happened in the past so that's all I get well how long has that been I said over 50 years oh 
So it wasn't last week. See, it's your choice to, to choose. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right, and his righteousness. That's your choice. Jesus said, you seek it. I'm not going to do it for you. You seek it. We have to choose to put sin in the past. We have to choose to undo this and undo that and forget this and forget that. We have to choose to get up and get moving. You know how you got children 